We pray, Lord, that as the anointing of your word rises up, that it would filter down deep in our hearts and spirits. Change us, anoint us, plant the seeds deep in our spirits and help us to produce the kind of fruit you want to see. We'll be so careful to thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. He is a way maker. Some of you wondered how you ever got here. How'd you get to this place? God made a way. The best thing you can know about God comes to us from Malachi 3.16. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God's not fickle? Aren't you glad that He doesn't like you a little bit today and maybe like you a little better tomorrow, but that he loves you with a perfect love, that he never stops working, that he's always the same. I am the Lord, I change not. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you never change. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, Light of the darkness, my God, your God. Never changes. Things in the world change. How many of you still watch TV? Don't raise your hands, bad for your testimony. Nothing but bad news on the TV. And I'm not real sure that you can believe anything that comes across. (laughs) Sad news. Let's get the dirt on this one. Let's get the dirt on that one. The rules that apply today don't apply tomorrow. There are no rules. I am the Lord. I change not. Thank God He's got rules. Thank God he doesn't change. He's got good news. He's got good news. You want the good news? That's it. I read some news the other day. It wasn't too bad. A cow gave birth to quadruplets. Four of them. And they lived. I think the odds were one in 180,000 that a cow would give birth to four calves and lives and she named them Meeny, Meeny, Miney and Moo. That's good news. At least it's happy news. But the best news is right here. The best news comes from God. Always has, always will. Genesis 28 and 15 says, Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. What has God spoken over you? What has God spoken into your spirit? Have you grabbed a hold of that? Have you got to the place where maybe you doubted whether he was still working? 
Have you ever been in a place where you even wondered whether he was even there? I spent a lot of years in darkness. And by some miracle, way maker, miracle worker, God saved me. Nobody thought I was going to get saved. Especially you. Especially me. I got trapped. I mean, I, you know, I got conned into it, but hey, God can build the mouse trap however he wants. And our people haven't heard your story. Ooh. I can. I did. I got conned into going to church. I I knew my life was a mess. Drug addict, alcoholic, reprobate, biker. And soon, Brother Mike, you still ride a motorcycle. Yeah, but I'm not a reprobate anymore. Made a promise to go to church, then spent all week trying to get out of it. But anyway, come Sunday, we went to church. Went into this room, and it didn't look like a church. I said, what kind of deal is this? doesn't look like a church. Oh, we're going to Sunday school first. Oh, God. I cleaned up pretty good. Had on a blue three-piece suit, big diamond in my ear. Well, I wanted somebody to come up and knock that chip off my shoulder. I was getting heavy carrying it around. Because I knew that somebody was going to come and tell me that I wasn't their kind of people. Wondering what I was going, what I'm doing there, because I didn't look like they looked, and I was trying my best just to stick out like a sore thumb. And the truth of the matter was, all I was was a sore thumb. <laughs> Sunday school wraps up. The Sunday school teacher is a big fellow. His name was Minton White in Austin, Texas. Six foot five, three hundred and twenty-five pounds. He starts walking towards me, and I thought, oh, man, God's sending the biggest guy in the house over here to insult me. i got to be careful how I come back on this one. He walks up to me, and he says, "Uh, you must be Mike Mitchell. I thought, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Get my, my block ready. And I said, yeah, I am. He said, I've heard all about you. I thought, oh, man. Now, I, could, I could hear the train coming down the track. Right before we started this portion of the service, Jackie had people go around and tell somebody something. Remember that? This big guy walked up to me after... All of that. You know what he said to me? He said, I love you and Jesus Christ loves you. 
I love you and Jesus Christ loves you. Amen. You feel it, don't you? All my defenses broke down. All my walls came down. I, I didn't have a comeback for that. Because I was expecting him to say something smart. Talk about my earring. I was hoping somebody knows my earring. He looked past all of that. He looked past all of the filth, all of the pain, all of the anguish, all of the death. And he said something that totally disarmed me. Three weeks later, January 27, 1985, pastor made an altar call and I made a beeline to the altar and he met me there. And I got saved. I got saved. And I didn't get saved just a little bit. God turned my life all around. I mean, He did from top to bottom. I didn't know I had so much stuff to throw away, but He threw away all of it. I called my great aunt. My great aunt was 93 years old. She was the mother superior of the St. Joseph's Order of Nuns for 53 years. I come from a very religious family. Not everybody was spiritual, but some people were. It was her 93rd birthday, and I called her out. All the people in my family that I wanted to know that I got saved, I wanted her to know. He never stops. He never stops working. He never stops. He never stops working. I told her that I'd gotten saved, that God had redeemed my life. And she said, I've called your name out in prayer every day for 16 years. Now how can I best pray for you? He never stops. He never stops working. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody's praying for me. I didn't know until this morning. Sister Ann's been praying for me for years. She got me in her book. Somebody's praying for you. You're here because somebody prayed. He never stops. He never stops working. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 28, 15. Tells us that God is our companion. God is with you. God is with me. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to turn you loose. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. Have you looked recently at his promises to you? Have you asked yourself, what has God promised me? Every promise in the book. Every promise in the book. That's yours. You can take it to the bank. Just take it to the right bank. He never stops. Psalm 121 verse 4 says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He never gives up. 
He never takes his eye off of you. Those times when I was out in the world and thinking that in a particular situation I might just die and nobody would care. And then my great aunt says to me, I've called your name out in prayer every day for 16 years. <laughs> when you think you're out there all by yourself, I'm here to tell you you're not. That God is still with you. God still has His eye on you. God still has your best interest in His heart. God watches over you continuously. Thank you, Lord. John seventeen eleven. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Put your hand over your heart and say, these. These are in the world. I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Hallelujah. He's your covenant father. A covenant father. He made a choice to be your father. I heard something, I've never checked out the legality of it, but I've heard that if you are a natural son or daughter, you can be disowned. But if somebody chooses you and adopts you, they can't disown you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a covenant father. He made an agreement for your life. He chose you from the foundations of the world to be a child of God. He's your covenant father. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. Your God. My God. Second Timothy 1.12 It's a powerful, powerful promise from the Word of God. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. God's got you. He's your trusted guardian. He's the one that's watching over everything that concerns your life. And He's faithful. Waymaker. Promise keeper. When was the last time God lied to you? Yeah, it just doesn't happen. He's your guardian. He's the one that watches over Everything that concerns your life. You can trust Him. We all have friends and loved ones that have gone on to glory. I can trust Him. Right before my father stepped into glory, He told me. He said, when you get 
to the new Jerusalem. He said, I'll be standing by the eastern gate. I know where I'm going to see my daddy again. (laughs) Because I know that God is going to keep his word. And I know that he's going to help my daddy to fulfill that word to me. I want to see Jesus. And I want to see my daddy. And I believe I'm going to see them both. Hallelujah. I can trust him. You can trust him. He's watching over you. He hasn't forgotten you. Sometimes we feel like we're out there just dangling in the wind. It's, that's an illusion. That's a lie. God hasn't forgotten you. Psalm 115. Verses 12 through 15. The Lord hath been mindful of us. I wonder if I've been as mindful of the Lord as he's been of me. Not check yourself on that. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children, you are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. God watches over you with infinite care. Infinite care never stops, never stops working. He never stops. Infinite, what does that mean? It never stops. He never stops working. He loves you. The world will do everything that it can to beat the Spirit of God completely out of your soul, but I'm here to tell you, God will never let up on you. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I guess if God could make heaven and earth, he could bless you, couldn't he? Shouldn't be a big deal. Are you blessed? Are you blessed and you know it? Does your old sour face show it? We should be the most joyful people on the planet. We should be so full of the joy of the Lord that people that don't know the Lord look at us and wonder what's wrong with us. Some of them already do. But it's okay. Because we're ready to give an answer of the joy that resides within us. Hallelujah. He never stops. He never stops working. Matthew six thirty-two and 33. Most of you already know 633. Probably have it on your refrigerator. Listen to this. Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. All what things? Everything. 
What are you after? What do you need? According to this, God already knows. And he gives us a key. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? All the things you were seeking after. All these things shall be added unto you. You don't have to worry about envy or greed or anything else. You just have to know that your God, my God, will supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I haven't come behind in any good thing that I can think of. God is answering my prayers. And the prayers he hadn't answered yet, he's going to. Why? Because he never stops. He never stops working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. All these things. If I understand that everything that I have need of is going to be supplied to me. That's the word of God. That's his word. To you. That's his word to me. Hallelujah. Because God watches over you with infinite care. And everything that concerns you concerns him. He watches over you with such infinite care that even the very hairs of your head are numbered Luke 12 and 7 says that I always felt good about that (laughs) now I got to the place where he's got all mine named (laughs) fear not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows lots of wonderful things in nature but God said that you're the crown of his creation that you're the apple of his eye so special that he created us in his image nothing else looks like us Well, there's a couple of things that look like some people. But I don't see any of them here. Thank goodness. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. First Peter 5 and 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He cares for you. What does that mean? What does it mean that he cares for you? He never stops. He's not fickle. He changes not. When he said he loves you, he means he loves you. And he cares for you. He gave us a 
a model of that in the life of Jesus Christ that loved us, gave himself for us. He likened that relationship in Ephesians to a marriage relationship. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church. God loves you. How does he love you? He loves you like a husband loves a wife. And he cares about you. He cares about the scholarship you got. He cares about your academic excellence. And he's going to help you to hit your goal and stay within that 1%. He cares about your ministry. He cares about the anointing that's in your lives. He cares about bringing you to that place where you can just crawl up in his lap and he can put his arms around you and he can just say, Son, I care for you. Daughter, I care for you. You're so precious to me. You mean everything to me. Can I just spend a little time with you today? Can I bless you? Oh. Oh. I don't know if it gets much better than that, Jackie. Mm. Not this <laughs> Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In this world, you're going to suffer. That's not a very popular message, but it's a very true message. Anybody that's been alive for more than 25 or 30 minutes got that figured out. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. He didn't say you might. He said you will. He didn't try to put the shine on you. We've all heard that. Come to Jesus, all your troubles will be over. (laughs) Yeah, that's not true, is it? Come to Jesus and all hell will break loose on you. The devil will pull out all of the stops. He's not worried about you when you're lost. He already got you. But you get saved and you get sanctified and you watch. But God didn't leave us here. Helpless. Or hopeless. He clothed us with the garment of praise. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us the armor. 
And if I understand what I read in the Bible, there isn't a thing the devil can throw at me that I can't resist. There isn't a thing the devil can throw at you that you can't resist. The tools have been given you. We just got to use his tools. I know how to reach in the toolbox and pull out a hammer. But that may not be one of his tools. <laughs> Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Oh, I wish you hadn't said that. But you know what? It works. It works. It's a different toolbox. But those tools work. The principles of the kingdom applied to your life give you victory and help you to walk straight into the arms of God. Waymaker. Promise keeper. How many of you feel victory today? We need to feel victory. The God we serve has never been defeated. And He will lead you in triumph if you follow Him. You got a free will, you can do what you want. My advice is follow Him. Because he's the way maker. He's the promise keeper. He's the miracle worker. How many of you got saved? Everybody get saved? We got in here that hadn't been saved? We'll get you baptized right quick. Amen. The fact that you're saved at all is a miracle. The devil started from the day you drew your first breath to rob you from the kingdom of God. But God's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. Your God, my God. If God be for us, who can be against us? You believe it? You receive it. I want to close with a prayer. This is such a a timely message. I think I think this is a a message that, that comes to us from this song. It, I mean, it springs out of this song, and this song springs out of the Word of God. That we need to be reminded of just who He is. We live in a time where it looks like the whole world's gone crazy. And maybe it has. But God hasn't. He's still the way maker. He's still the miracle worker. He's still the promise keeper. He's still the light in the darkness. And we need to be reminded of that. We need to embrace that. When I hear that, I hear God singing over me. There's a passage in Scripture that talks about God rejoicing over you with singing. Well, 
Some of us don't ever get to the place where we can really imagine that God is dancing and singing over us, but I'm here to tell you, He does it. He does it. Because His love for you is perfect. And He wants to bring all of us into His presence. Some of you may struggle with that concept. Some of you may wonder if this message is for somebody else, but doesn't really apply to you. I'm here to tell you the devil's a liar. And he can come right into church and whisper in your ear and tell you you're not worth it, but he's a liar. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your hand upon us. Thank you for saving us by your grace. Thank you for this song to refresh his spirit, soul, and body. Thank you for reminding us that you are the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness, you are our God. Holy Spirit, seal these words in our hearts and in our spirits and make them a part of who we are. Created in your image for your glory. We'll be so careful to thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you, Brother Jackie, for opening your pulpit.